I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, September 1st, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in less than seven minutes. So Jay, this is a time of year that some people hate, like myself, and some people love. And it's the transition to fall. And the way I know that we're getting into fall is when Starbucks drops their pumpkin spice latte, the notorious sugar indulgent beverage beloved by millions. Are you a fan, Jay? Nope. It's way too soon. It's like, it's not even Labor Day and we're into pumpkin spice latte season. But Jay, like I go to the grocery store, I already see them selling Halloween candy. The big boxes positioned right by the cashier. They move too quickly now. They jump seasons too fast. It's like having Christmas decorations in September. (laughs) Well, we're going to have that too. Soon, there's just going to be pumpkin spice and Christmas all together right before Labor Day. I'll say, though, I do like the pumpkin spice latte. It's like a bit sugary, but it really gets you going. Like you have a pumpkin spice latte at 9 a.m., you're going to have a solid three hours of just intense energy and then a solid four hours of the worst energy of your life. (laughs) Right, you're going to sleep through lunch. It's a real roller coaster ride with the pumpkin spice latte, but I'm a fan and I will pick one up. But yeah, it's like we're coming into fall, unfortunately. Although where I am, it's beautiful, it's sunny. There's no fall in sight for me. Well, Brett, aside from a pumpkin spice in the morning, what do we have for Peak Pals today? Well, for our first story, growth is slowing in Canada. For our second story, Ontario's gambling market, well, it's off to a slow start. And for our last story, Truth Social is facing some tough truths. For our first story, after a solid two-year run, the Canadian economy might be finally slowing down, growing at an annualized rate of 3.3% in the second quarter, which is missing the Bank of Canada's 4% forecast. Brett, could this be another sign of R-word recession? Yeah, we don't say the R-word around here, Jay. That's for emergencies only. Now, look, the slowdown is a sign that rising interest rates may be starting to have an impact. The housing market is slowing, debt piling into credit cards is rising, and some experts say a recession is becoming more likely. Whisper it. Now, economists anticipate that economic growth will start to slow into the second half of the year, and Bloomberg's latest readings show the economy contracted by 0.1% in July. Now for what's next. Slowing growth is unlikely to put a halt to the Bank of Canada's rate hiking campaign, which it has said will continue until inflation comes down, but does make another 100 basis points hike less likely. 100 basis points, so refined. Why say a percent when you can say 100 basis points? The bank has raised interest rates by 2.25 percentage points since March, and many investors are pricing in another big rate hike increase for next week. According to CIBC's Andrew Grantham, after that, the bank may pause to reassess how growth and inflation are reacting to this higher interest rate environment. For our second story, Ontario's new online gambling regulator released its initial earnings report since the province became the first to open its regulated sports betting markets in April. Now, Jay, I've downloaded these apps, a few of these gaming apps. I've yet to make a wager. I've just kind of like signed up to see what would happen. I think that's part of the problem. But how did the launch of sports betting do in Ontario? Yes, I'm putting this all on you because you actually haven't made a bet. In its first three months of operation, iGaming Ontario reported over $4 billion in cash wagers placed, resulting in net revenue of $162 million, which is split between operators, gaming sites, and the province. The only bet I'm making is I'm putting $100 in the Toronto Maple Leafs winning the Stanley Cup this year. But here's the thing. So $4 billion in wagers sounds like a lot, but iGaming actually underperformed relative to the size of the Ontario market. Now, that's at least what John McNamara, a director at Canada Sports Betting, told the Financial Post. 
Brett, I'm going to place a $100 bet that the Maple Leafs will lose in the first round of the playoffs. Now, IGO is currently well behind the $989 million in its first year revenue that industry analyst Vixio Gambling Compliance predicted that it would be. Doesn't sound real. Look, continued use of foreign operated, unregulated, quote unquote, gray market gambling sites is the likeliest cause for complaint. As McNamara noted, there has been confusion among some users about which ones are licensed and which ones are still illegal. So that's been a big problem. Sounds a lot like the rollout of cannabis. That's right. But several popular sites, including Betway and Jackpot City, weren't licensed operators until recently, while others like Pinnacle remain, well, unlicensed. Now, why it really matters is as other provinces develop their own gambling systems, remember, Ontario was the first. Ontario is providing them with a test case to learn from. But the bigger picture here is that according to PricewaterhouseCoopers, sports betting alone could bring over 2,600 new full-time jobs to Canada and boost the GDP by $425 million. So it's important provinces cash in on their big bets. And for our last story, Donald Trump's free speech-centric Twitter alternative, Truth Social, has run into financial, legal, and technical issues, which honestly, is about what we expected because the word Donald Trump is in that first sentence, Brett. It doesn't sound like Trump's competitor, Twitter, is doing so well. What is the latest? Well, there's a bunch going on here. They have a bunch of hard truths that they must resolve. So Google's Play Store, Play App Store, that's what it's called, refuses to distribute Truth Social as it violates the store's policy by failing to remove user content that contains violent threats. (laughs) I'm sure there are a bunch on there. Google previously pulled Parler, a similar app, from its Play Store for content moderation issues last year. I remember Parler. It was like yesterday the Parler was in the news. Now, Google has told Truth that if it wants to get back on the Play Store, it will need to monitor and remove violent content. That's a big ask for an app that's main selling point is that lets you say whatever you want without any repercussions. To make matters worse, Truth Social also appears to be seriously short on cash. Yeah, so several executives have left the company, setting cash flow issues, and Truth owes one of its service vendors about $1.6 million in back payments. The company's planned IPO would have been a way to inject some cash flow, but it's been indefinitely paused as the SPAC that was supposed to take it public faces a fraud lawsuit and an SEC investigation. And look, here's why this all matters. It might sound trivial, but it does matter. Governments, including Canada, are rolling out new regulations to make online a safer place by forcing companies to better moderate their content. Conversely, many are decrying that big tech is already limiting their free speech, as is the motivation for Elon Musk wanting to buy Twitter. Now, Truth Social and its struggles are but one example of this broader clash between two opposing views of really what the future of the internet should be. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to daily business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. Brett, happy September. Happy September. Or as I like to call it, Pumpkin spice latte season. Yeah. (laughs) 